Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen. I'm back home at our facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. We've had a great week temperature-wise. Now, I don't know about other parts of the world, but those March winds have uh, carried over into April. Gosh almighty, we have had some wind. And then on top of that, you know, we've been in that area of the U.S. It's super dry. We've been missing a lot of rains, and, and I know a lot of you are in that same boat, and I pray that we all get soaked here one of these days, and, and we will. So far in history, every drought has ended with a rain. So, you know, history's on our side on that deal. So I, I think it's it, it's definitely coming. Got a lot to talk about today. Really don't, uh, I just need to pick a spot and start. I've got all kinds of different directions I can go with today's podcast. Uh, last weekend, I was in one of my favorite parts of the country. You know, I get up through Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kansas, Dakotas. But this year, I have three clinics in Iowa. And I tell you what, I love the state of Iowa. That is, I tell you what, those little towns, and I've, I've talked about this before, I know when I've done podcasts after I've been up there, but the towns you can see the pride of ownership as you pull through those towns especially the smaller agricultural towns all the farms are really neat and really well kept i mean there's just there's just pride of ownership everywhere you look and it's just a great drive up through there and and you know i never really have been in iowa much other than to a few rodeos back in the day you know i just didn't go that direction that much and so I, I hadn't seen much of Iowa there's a lot of that country that's rolling hills obviously super rich farm ground I mean raise lots of corn and beans and of course you know all those farmers that have been in that business a long time the the land prices are just unbelievable what that land's worth and of course the commodities have been stout you know, so you, you can tell there's some people that have made some money through there in agriculture, which is so encouraging to see. Had a really good group for our clinic. Um, I got to send a big shout out to Morgan Young. She's, you know, she's she's just one of my all-time favorite people because she's such a good person. And a year ago, I think it was a year ago or two years ago when I was there at Denison, she did the church service and, and was probably the, for a short message, was probably the most powerful message that I'd heard in a long time. And she did that again this year and, and had a message that related to, you know, thinking about the reacting side of a horse's brain and the reacting side of our brain. And, and it was so relevant to what we'd been working on. So really neat place to go. I just I just totally enjoyed it. And for those of you that were at the clinic and Morgan's father-in-law, Nate Young, was there. I got to thank Amanda and Danny for bringing their daughters and Carrie Lacey for bringing her daughter and, and Pat and Pam. I had lots of mother daughters this weekend. It was uh, this last weekend. It was it was really neat. And, and you know, when when it's mothers and daughters it's really neat and at the same time i know there's times that it's it's challenging and it's challenging for them and because you know it's like everything everybody 
it, you take things better when someone else tells you than when your own mom or dad tells you some things sometimes. And so, but these, these girls were good and it, it was a good weekend. Had some pretty big challenges, had some horses that were frustrated, had some riders that were frustrated, but here's the deal. That's, that's part of it, you know, and if, and if any of you are listening that, that had, had those frustrating moments, understand that those frustrating moments are what drive you to a new level. I mean, you can't get better without challenges. You can't get better in anything without challenges. We've had a ton of them around here lately. And it's just, it just seems like it's one challenge after another. And it's just like, son of a biscuit, come on, you know, but, but you know what? I mean, I look at those, like I've talked about before, I look at those so different now and it's, and it's easier when you're older to look back and say, well, this is, you know, this is how you need to look at that. When you're younger, I know that's hard. I, I know it's hard. And, and at times, really and truly, I know it seems almost impossible. I really do because I lived a very, very challenging journey in my career because I was not the smartest stick in the pile when it come to making great choices as far as communicating with my horse. Here's what happens for some of the older trainers slash riders. Frustration creeps in because it's like, gosh, I'm, you know, for me, it's like when I'm frustrated, I'm like, I'm like, I'm 57 years old. Am I ever going to figure this stuff out? You know, and so that's how it is for, for some of us that, I mean, let's face it, we're in the last third of our life. You know, I'm hoping I have a full third of my life left. So you, when you think about that, you think, geez, you know, I got the clock ticking here. I need to, I need to get some progression. Sometimes with the younger trainers, it's like, I don't understand what, what he's saying. And, and you, you find it hard to believe that you'll ever understand it because I remember being in that situation. Like I always use this example. I mean, and I mean, I was 30, 31 or two years old, maybe might've been, might've anyway, early thirties, 30 or real early thirties when I spent some time with Ray Hunt at an advanced horsemanship clinic in Wichita, Kansas. And I remember thinking after that first day, I remember sitting over there at my trailer thinking, do I even have a clue about what I'm doing? Because, you know, I, th I thought, I thought I knew something, you know, I didn't, you know, did I have a lot to learn? Yes. Still do have a lot to learn. We all do. The learning never stops. Age is just a number for a horse or a human. So here's the thing I'm telling you today, get over the age thing, get over the age thing and, and don't, don't compare yourself age wise to anybody. Don't compare your horse age wise to anybody else's horse. I always talk about horsemanship is simply communication with the animal that you're on at that moment. 
That's what that to me that's horsemanship. Yes, along with horsemanship comes a lot of exercises, a lot of things that we do to produce a result. But at the same time, if you don't have that connection, you may or may not get the result. But sometimes you'll get the result and the horse doesn't even know that's really what the answer was especially if our release isn't really crisp and clear and on time. You know, so that's one thing when I left, of course, every time I leave a clinic and I'm driving home, I I evaluate, try to evaluate myself first, because here's, you know, here's my philosophy. If no matter how good you are at something you better you better keep grinding you better you better stay at it you better stay you better keep a perspective you better stay focused if if you want to continue to grow now it's okay if you don't want to continue to grow that, that that's plumb fine too but like i've said before if you if you don't commit to continuing to grow don't expect to get better you know if you know, if, you know, say if your horse won't lope a circle, don't be worried about lead changes. We got to get your horse loping a circle first. You know, we got, we got to progress that horse. And, and, and the thing, you know, the thing is where, where we let the, where we let that frustration creep in is when, because we have had those other horses that were so good and the, here's the reason why some of those horses were so good. And just, and this is, and I'm thinking about myself, my situation first when I say this, because I deal with that just like with the set of horses I have right now. There's no doubt in my mind they should be better than they are. Now, are they pretty good for the amount of time I've had on them? Yes, they're pretty darn good. But should they be better? I feel like they should be. Well, why not? Time. Time. There was a time in my life where if I wasn't training, I was roping, I was day working, I was, I did a lot of stuff off a horse. That's not my life now. The horses I have now I have to really, really commit the extra time to get them to where I got some horses in the past by accident, meaning I wasn't really focused on progressing those horses, but because of my lifestyle and what I did, those horses progressed along every day just because of because of what I did every day. I didn't have to commit to it, you know, because that was part of my daily routine was that lifestyle. Well, it gets, you know, this weekend I left thinking about some of the horses there and there was good everywhere I go, there's good horses. Everywhere I go, there's good horses. Everywhere I go, there's frustrated horses. There were horses at the clinic this weekend that were screaming, I need some help. 
and I need, we need to spend more time together, you know, and, but here at the same time, it's just like a good friend of ours, good customer, Carrie Lacey has, they have, her and her husband have, have five children. And when you have, and, and, and they had, have busy lives and her horse was, her horse the first day and Carrie did such a good job. And I actually, I didn't even see this. She was struggling with that horse and that horse got frustrated and reared up. And I actually was talking to another student when that happened and I completely missed it. Well, some of the other students told me Carrie did an excellent job by just getting that horse's feet moving, working through it. You know, it was a frustrating day for her. You know, that was towards the end of the day. And she asked me later, she said, you know, I could tell she was starting to get mad. Well, when a horse starts to get mad, they're telling us they're frustrated. They're telling us that rather than stimulating the thinking side of the brain, we're letting the reacting side of the brain run the show. And so that that's the first thing we have to do is flip that switch back to the thinking side of their brain before we can progress the training now at the end of the day just because a horse gets gets tired or cranky you know i don't have a whole lot of sympathy for that because there's a ton of days that at the end of the day i do things that i really and truly don't care to do but i do them and because I do them, I get better. And, you know, and because I do them, I create a habit. And I, because if every time my horse gets a little uncomfortable or cranky, I get off them, I promise you that getting uncomfortable and cranky is going to come along quicker. But just like in this case, Carrie did a great job. She stuck with it. She got that horse, horse's feet moving, changed its thought process found a place to quit for the day well the next day we approached it we talked about it in length we approached it differently she had a, a much better day on Sunday with that horse ended the day really well you know she had Emma and Ella with her who are you can just watch them ride and you can tell they're really an athletic family they just they're built that way. They're athletic. They ride good. They got good horses. You know, it, it was when they left there, I thought, you know, that was really a neat opportunity for them to spend that time together. And I'm, and I'll be honest with you, if I give Emma and Ella truth serum, I'm sure there were times they were bored. You know, at that, at those ages, I would have been bless their hearts they just stayed hooked and kept working and they both got and actually Ella was on a horse that they've only had for two days <laughs> so that's a pretty good test but what a great way I left there thinking you know about that horse that she'd only had it for two days but you know what think about this what a great way to develop some feel some timing, some balance, some communication, some connection with that horse where you give yourself basically 
two full days and we don't ride for the full days. We have a meeting each morning. So really and truly you're on your horse about five hours out of the day, maybe six, but more than likely about five, you know, five to six. Well, still, when do you ever give yourself that chance to do that? To where you're doing different exercises and you're working on like I said, your feel, your timing, your balance, creating muscle memory, creating a connection with that horse. Because I promise you, if I was a horse, and this horse in particular, I believe, was 14. And this horse had kind of been there, done that. Looked like he was really nice horse. But that horse has great feel with another rider. That horse doesn't have great feel with Ella right now. So you think about that. What a, afterwards I thought, man, that was so smart that they did that with Ella and that horse so that they could spend 10 or 12 hours together over a two day period with her backside in the saddle because that's, that's how you develop feel. You don't develop feel standing on the ground or you know, dumping a feed bucket of feed into the feeder for him. Feel comes from being in the saddle. Well, you know, really and truly, if she hadn't been there, I'm going to say it would have taken maybe two weeks because you may not have got to ride every day. It might have taken you two weeks to get those 10 hours in the saddle with that horse. So I'm going to be real interested to, and I know they listen to the podcast, and uh, I'm going to be real interested to hear how things go because I, I just, you know, and I don't really know why I hadn't thought about that, you know, up to that point because I thought, well, that's interesting. You've only had a horse two days and you bring it. And then later I thought, man, that was so smart. What a great way to to give that horse, see, because at the clinics, it's not about speed. It's about application and, and understanding a philosophy. I think a lot of times people come to my events thinking we're going to do a ton of these aerobic speed filled exercises because I'm good at controlling speed and direction. I mean, that's something I can do. There's not a horse alive. I can't stop their feet. There's not a horse alive that I can't control their feet. I mean, I believe that. I believe that, and I'm pretty sure I can. You got to give me some time. I can't tell you I can do it in five minutes or five days, but I will get it done. Well, so so if I'm kind of, you know, if I'm kind of known for that, you would think, well, he's going to show us all these things that we can do, you know, with speed that controls it when in essence, the reality is controlling speed's easy if you've got that connection. Controlling speed and direction's easy if your horse understands your feel, which feel is the signal before the signal, meaning the signal but with your body before you ask with your hands. So, you know, anytime you get the opportunity, and, and I've I've convinced myself more and more how important this is. And I've got some, I've got some horses myself that I need to put myself in a position to where 
I can spend a half a day with them. Even if I'm on and off them, even if I, even if I work them for a while, tie them up, go back, work them for a while, get back on them. I need some time on some of these horses to reinforce that familiar feeling because feel if you want to make a connection with your horse your feel has got to be familiar to your horse i hope that makes sense to everybody your feel has got to be familiar they they need to be able to recognize your feel and so even if you've got a 14 year old horse that somebody's been you know, real successful on, don't take for granted that you need to develop that familiar feel with your horse so that you have that connection, so you have that signal before the signal. Because I leave, you know, that is, every time I leave a clinic, I always have time to reflect. And and when I leave a clinic, I'll be honest with you, I've been listening to myself talk for two days and I don't want any noise. I mean, I don't turn the radio on. I might have my GPS on and I might even mute the GPS and just watch the screen. Cause a lot of times I'm in places that I'm not familiar with as far as directions. But when I leave there at night, I really enjoy, you know, that three, four, five, six hour drive where I can reflect, think about the clinic. And, and here's my first thing. The first thing I want to do is always learn from it. I always want to learn from it and get better and realize something that I didn't realize before. We always talk about having those aha moments. Just like every clinic the second morning we have about an hour round table discussion where we go around we go around to each trainer and say you know yesterday when we were going through foundation principles was there something that did you have an aha moment was there something that made more sense to you was is there something you don't understand i mean it, it's your opportunity to you know voice a comment or a question well, every time I do an event like that, you know, I've told myself, and I, and I know this is true, that either I get better, and if I ever get to the point where I'm not driven to get better, I need to be done. And, and that day will come. That day will come. I think it's down the road a good ways, but that day will come where the day that I start dreading leaving to go to an event, I'm done. I'm done. I'll, I'll shut it off right then and I'll switch gears and go do something that 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 I'm motivated to do. But for right now, I'm, I'm very motivated to do what I'm doing. When I was thinking about Carrie, of course, Carrie had some aha moments with her horse. And and when she had those, it helped her eliminate frustration with her horse. And when you eliminate frustration with your horse, you gain not only help them gain confidence, but you gain confidence. You start to relax. You you start to believe that your system is going to work because you got to believe the system's going to work. Because and I deal with that at every clinic. I deal with people questioning 
you know, they question what I'm telling them, you know, and I, and I, I believe in it 1000% because I've lived the other side of it. I've lived the, what I call the, the side that did not work for me. You know, everything I share is from experiences that I've learned from. And a lot of them weren't great experiences. I was doing things in a way that my horse did not understand, which was creating frustration, not confidence. Just like with Carrie's horse, she uh, made huge strides in stimulating the thinking side of that horse's brain, creating confidence, created confidence in her, helped them both relax. You know, it, it was a great, great ending. You know, with Ella and her horse, you know, even though that horse is real solid, getting to know her feel, that two-day clinic, I think, easily progressed her two weeks into her, into her riding with that horse. And, and like, Ella rides really good. Like, when she sits on a horse, it looks like she's just melted down into that, onto that horse. I mean, she looks like she fits there. And which if I was a horse, I would love that. I would love that. But you know, like with, you know, like with that horse, I guarantee you that horse, it built a ton of confidence with that horse. And where things are slowed down and, and real methodical and we're going through the steps, that horse also had a, had a lot more opportunity to, to understand where the release points are for Ella where, cause I'm sure there's exercises we did with that horse that maybe they haven't done with that horse a lot. And, and maybe not, you know, I don't know everything that's been done, but you know, developing that, that familiar feel for your horse, that's everything. You know, there were other horses there that, that, you know, were screaming, I, I need, I need some of that. I need some of that. So, and, but life is busy. Life is busy. But this kind of goes back, and I just have a minute and a half to wrap this up. But this kind of goes back to what I always talk about. You know, if you want that to get better, you better put it on your list of things to do. Now, if you don't care about that, enjoy your horse. When you do go ride it, do what you're, what you're able to do. And don't be frustrated with what you can't do because because of lack of preparation. There's nothing wrong with that. Enjoy your horse. I mean, we need everybody out there to enjoy this industry because we got the greatest industry in the world. I'm telling you, we got the greatest industry in the world. And so, you know, to wrap this up, I just want to, you know, I just wanted to talk about some of those things. And I always... I always want to talk about those events, things that come from clinics, because those are real life challenges. And those of you listening, those of you that do listen, you, you'll know ex that we're at the clinic, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And those of you that weren't at the clinic, you're nodding your heads. You're going, yeah, I felt that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, remember anything I ever share with you, it's just from experiences Things that I've learned over the years, and I sure hope it helps. God bless each and every one of you. And as always, today and every day, strive to be your best.
Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.